Welcome to Determined to Disciple, a working mom's mission to raise disciples of Jesus. This podcast is designed to explore ways to intentionally disciple the precious children in our lives to love the Lord while navigating the unique challenges of being a full-time working mom. I'm Erin, a full-time working mom of three, and I'm your host. Welcome back to part two of my conversation with Tara Horn. In episode one, Tara shared her family's journey with parenting a child with special needs. In the final part of our interview, Tara gets super practical and shares some tips for preparing for school IEP meetings, how to find a church that supports children with special needs, and so much more. Let's get started. You are such a strong advocate for your son. So how do you go about learning like this whole ARD and IEP, SPED, like all this whole big system? Um, like, where do you even start with that? So that was wild because the ARD was a new end when we moved to Texas. Oh, so yes. that's annual review. And dismissal. Dis- dismissal? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. See, I don't even know, but. So the first thing that I did, like, especially when talking with someone or they would use those, I would usually respond and say, help me here. This is new to me. What does this stand for? Or like, and I was really quick in meetings to, um, to just speak up and say, Hey, I'm sorry to interrupt, but can you tell me what that is that you just mentioned? Um, instead of waiting until they were done talking, because like they they used five acronyms that I had no idea. And I was like, I don't know what you're talking. It was like a foreign code. It, and yeah. so, so the IEP was just the individual education, plan. education plan. And that's what they create on paper for your kiddo. Um, and what I love is this is where you can like make sure that there's information in there on your, on your student that anyone who's interacting with your student and needs to know will have tips or like have some, like, hopefully some things in that paperwork that they know they're working on and also how they can help them in kind of a quick manner, you know? Right. Um, so with that, um, one of the things that I have done is I, I would see, I don't even know where I saw this or how I got this idea, Erin. I really don't know, but like, I would see workshops coming Mm -hmm. to our area. And a lot of times it was for special education, like teachers or like the doctor's offices. I mean, I, I'm not even sure if I just saw it in like the flyers or like on a poster or what, but sometimes I would see these. And so I would just go, I just signed up as a parent and I would attend these educational classes or web like workshops. And, um, and every time that I went, I learned so much and there were times that it might not have pertained to me or it helped me to see what is being shared for ideas for educators that I could say, Hey, I learned this at this, this workshop I went to, could we try this? Um, one example was instead of, instead of saying to, you know, little Joe, Hey Joe, can you stop? Can you stop, you know, kicking your feet and making noise, stop stomping your feet. Like instead of verbally saying it, 
the teacher suggested that you have a pack of post-it notes in your hand and you say, stop feet. And you just put it gently on their table and then they stop. And then nobody knows right. what that paper said, but the, the distraction for the class is gone. Anyway, so like one little tip from those workshops and like not being afraid to like, cause I'm not an educator and I'm not, but I'm like, I'll just go. And so it was kind of fun, like interacting yeah. with them and asking questions and picking their brain. Um, cause a lot of times they would sit you at a table and have discussion and yeah. So anyway, I have done that. Um, the first thing I think I did was I talked to like some of the families in my small group and they often had leads of families that have also had like an IEP meeting to know what to expect because most people will tell you that you have a meeting or that the school needs to meet with you, but they don't necessarily say that there's eight people on staff that are going to be in the room. Right. And how and intimidating, I'm sure that that can How like intimidating it is and mm -hmm. how like overwhelming it might feel. Um, and it's not anybody ganging up on you. It's just making sure that everybody who can support your child is in the room right. so they can speak to how they, we can help them together. So, um, that's fun. But the first person referred me to their friend and they, they asked, I said, will you ask them if they'd be willing to talk and ask for any tips that they may have as I prepare for this meeting? And the very first advice I got was bring food <laughs> and I was like what she's like I always feed them and I thought that was so funny Aww. and I was like she's like I don't think anybody else does this no I I've like, never what? had that happen so I always had baked goods that I cooked and I usually <laughs> like if it was in the morning we usually had some nice like muffins or if it was in the afternoon, it was a snack, like just something like brownies. And sometimes it was like, that brownie is not breakfast. I'm like, for a teacher, it is at 10. Oh, we're in. That's right. So, and so it was funny because I did it because one, I was nervous and this, you know, somebody told me to do it. So I was like, okay, it can't hurt. Right. And, and two, like it, they basically her whole thought on it was they remember you. Right. And they feel appreciated. Yes. And, you know, often it automatically, I, I can, I've never had that happen, but I can tell you what would happen if that were to have happened. It would automatically take, everyone would just take a deep breath. Yes. And just exhale. Like we're going to just talk and like, cause that's the whole point, right? Yes. Is like, we're here to be a team and like, yes. what is the best thing for, cause as educators, we've experienced situations where it's not a fun conversation right no, and so no. I think sometimes we sometimes people will go in with heightened emotions and yeah. like that is such a good idea yeah so we we take, take a treat yeah and everybody kind of jokes about the treat or like you know just kind of non because they're waiting for everybody to come in the room or sure. whatever but what I've also found is when they're eating you get to talk yes so, oh, that's true. So then it's so your turn. And I'm just like, I just want to tell you. And I usually share something fun that, or funny that we've discovered or something yeah. witty that he has said or a fun little thing that he loves about his teacher or something to just like lighten the mood. Because you're, you're right. Like so many times we feel like as a parent, we're not a part of the team. Right. 
and we are just as much a part of the team as we are. We're the biggest part of the team, in my opinion, right? You know him the best. And sometimes that's how the approach is, and sometimes you don't feel that way, you know, like with people at the team or responses from others. And so it is interesting because it's like we are a part of the team. Yeah. And go confidently knowing you love your child the most yeah. and know him the most or her the most. And, but also like I, um, I try to always praise the team, thank the team and remind them that we're there to help, like to help reiterate what they're teaching at school. Right. And, to use it at home. So if we've seen an off day or behavior, then we want to remind them, Hey, this is the expectation. Let's try it again tomorrow and let's do this. Or like, I always was like, Hey, can, can we do anything for you? And by the way, we saw this at home. Could you remind this? Like, you know, and some of it was simple as, you know, if homework is not due till Friday, then he didn't want to turn it in early. And if it was acceptable to turn it in early, we just sometimes needed the teacher to say, oh, and you can turn it in anytime before Friday or on Friday. Because then it wasn't a battle of, oh, I don't have to do my homework until Thursday night, or I don't have to do that till Friday. Like it was a technicality, but like it meant something. So some of it is just like being on the same page and sending a little note of, hey, could you just mention this, it would help. Um, so thanking the team, being a part of like a team player. Um, if there's a service that you ask for, for your kid and you feel like they need, or they would benefit from, and you're kind of getting a closed door or a no, that they don't qualify for this. Um, one thing that we didn't know in the process was we went through all of this waiting, got the diagnosis, And then the school system needed time because they needed the long report from the location. And that long report could take a month to get into their hands. So then you're waiting again. And then they may review that report and then decide they need to still do education observations. And it's still not into place. So there's just a lot of like, hurry up and wait, hurry up and fill out all these forms and wait. So, um, in that process, when I was told, oh, this, he doesn't quite qualify for this. Um, the, the situation then was he just, he didn't meet the like on paper requirements for speech. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, okay. And then I reworded it in a different way. So if you're told no and you reword it or just ask for something different, sometimes you might get something that helps with the goal, not quite what you had in mind, but it might be a step in that direction. Um, right. And so we've discovered that he could be in a social peer group as a group because there was time to add one more child to the group conversation than a one-on-one like minutes for the system. You know, like the teacher didn't have one-on-one minutes to give, but they could be a part of the group. So he still got that experience. So, um, so don't, don't, don't get discouraged with a no, but ask in different ways um, to see what else might be offered or maybe what has worked for other students that you would recommend. Um, And in the IEP, like in the ARD meeting, um, 
I usually like there's sometimes that there are there are teachers or people on the team that are just not quite on the same page yet. Um, Mm -hmm. And that is, it's interesting because it's just wild. Like if you're in like an elementary school, right? One benefit you have is a lot of times the therapists are the same people, um, but the teacher is new for the year. So we just kind of all get, you know, on the same page. And then the next year we bring the new teacher and bring them in on the same page. Well, we've had, with our move, everybody was new. So nobody was on the same page. And then, you know, when transition comes, then you've got like a whole, a whole nother level. And so right. it's a whole this thing. But um, I try when um, when maybe there's somebody on, on the new school year team at the IEP meeting. So that's teachers and therapists and stuff in the school. Um, maybe they just don't see the need or they think, oh, maybe he's outgrown. They've outgrown this goal or I'm not sure I see that. I try to share some of the things that we have overcome mm-hmm. or some of the things that we have done. And I just I just remind them that I love that you don't see the need for this particular service, because let me tell you, this was a goal for two years at his old school that he would do this. And now you're telling me that he does this every day. That's huge. We just have to stop and be excited. Right. And then I'm like, okay. And by the way, like if, if the team two years ago wouldn't have like been there to help them, he wouldn't have made that goal and so you're you're important to what is next on his goals like you are a part of his story like we will not get through the story without you being a part and so like not like a huge speech but like I want them to know that like it matters and I know it sounds like one more thing to do and I can't imagine especially with the older ages and all of the students and all of the accommodations and remembering who gets needs what, like I can't fathom, but it matters. It makes such a difference. So anyway. Yeah, no, for sure. For sure. So you have Olivia too, right? Yes. So how do you kind of, how do you help support Olivia through this, right? So how do you help her to just understand her brother, how his mind works, just what this whole autism thing is. How did you go about that? So Olivia is so fun. She has got such a good personality and a good sense of humor. She makes us laugh and she makes Noah laugh. And she is just a very good buddy to to Noah and a good friend. Um, So with Noah, when we shared we weren't sure how we were going to share with him about what is autism and, you know, when do you tell? And so it was interesting because he saw a commercial when Julia from Sesame street was out. And so it caught like, he liked the commercial asked questions and I thought he was asking, do I have autism? And he was actually like quoting, quoting the commercial. And I was like, Oh, yeah. And so anyway, but it led to this great like conversation and talked a little bit about it and just talked yeah. about what was different and what was fun and like what were similarities that he saw that Julia, you know, he could relate to. And so that helped both kids kind of know. Um, and what's really cool is the different places we've had therapies. 
And then our school district here, both places have offered sibling workshops. Oh, wow. Um, and Olivia has not been the age for that yet. So, um, but I've just been watching. And so um, he's not in any therapies or anything here other than um, he goes to school and has supports, but he's not in therapy. I mean, so that's kind of fun too. Like all the hard work and all the appointments and the busy schedules of like driving him and like working on stuff. Like it does, it does like pay off. Yeah. You do get a little bit of your time and like time together back. So it's fun. Um, so with that, we are about to age into being able to go to the sib shops here at our district. So um, I think they offer them a couple times a year. So, but I was, I um, just try to have open conversation with her, but we don't, we don't talk a lot about it, um, mm -hmm. but it is something that is not uncommon to reference or to ask about. Um, it's an ongoing conversation more than just like a serious two hour one time. Right. Um, just touch and base, but, um, I think that that will grow too as she gets older. Um, mm -hmm. but she knows that she's a part of supporting and loving and, and being a part of his world. So, yeah, for sure. Yeah. How cool that they have like sibling workshops and stuff. That's really neat. Yeah. I'm excited to, to, you know, to have her be a part of that. And what's wild though, is I don't think that like, I don't think I'll see any of it. <laughs> I think they, <laughs> I think they pull just siblings and have wow. conversations and activities. And so I think that she will like that. I hope she likes it a lot, but yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Very cool. That is very cool. Yes. Well, before we leave here, I, uh, I was just circling back to, I can't get it out of my mind. Um, when you said that, you know, these, different churches and families that um, in your group that were asked to not come back to children's ministry at, at their specific like home church. And so um, I guess like, you know, I, I saw Olivia was just baptized, right? Yes. Um, has Noah been baptized? Yes. Uh -huh. So I guess I just went, Maybe you could just talk for a second. I know this isn't even on our list of questions, but like maybe you just give like some, uh, I don't know, encouragement or some hope to like parents who like so desire to like disciple their kids. And, you know, when you have a son with special needs, like that, that, that is still very possible and like very doable. And if you are not in a church currently that is supporting you in that like I don't know I, I, can you just speak into like some just encouragement in that area just know that you're not alone um and God has a plan and it's okay if like you've heard that like that I trust God and I'm walking in hope if you're not there on the journey like you're frustrated or you're broken or sad or mad like God can he totally can take all of those feelings and emotions and he understands that I I feel like that um I feel like in the process of discovering and hearing the diagnosis and stuff I feel like it's a little bit of a mourning process mm -hmm. of um just loss and 
I felt like that, like when we went from even waiting to get the information and then getting the, the, like the verdict of just like what they thought we needed and what he needed, you just, you go from a regular family to a special needs family in minutes. And there's, there's some grieving there of this isn't what I envisioned. How am I going to do it? Um, so finding a church, um, is super important. I love that there are so many more churches that are realizing this need and this great love for this community and families. Um, but definitely, um, make that something that you're having a conversation with your church or in the area or asking your school. Um, or asking the organizations in town, because some of them, I mean, I think a lot of them at that point are going to know, like, who might have something going on or have something available for families. Um, Because, I mean, I remember that we were starting to get phone calls at our church in Illinois of, hey, you know, my, (laughs) my child's therapist said that you might have something or you might be ready for us. And, you could take, you know, take us in and, and, right. you know, I, I'm, I'm thinking of a family that has multiple kiddos with special needs. And so, um, but yeah, so just know that God sees you and he loves you. Um, and he's going to be faithful to guide you to the right place and the right people. Yeah. Um, because like having a child that has special needs should not be a barrier to hearing the gospel and being involved in a, in a church. And so if that, like, I don't know, that just breaks my heart that that's happening. Yeah. And it, you know, I mean, it, it, it it's very heartbreaking. I mean, yeah. Jesus wanted the kids, he, he said, let the little children come to me. Like, and he wants us to have faith as small as a mustard seed. That's so tiny. And it's faith like a child, like all the things. And so he wants every, every one of those kiddos, um, that he created. So in his image to come and to know his love. So, yeah, I don't, I don't know the solution. Um, but know that I love that is, it is growing and it is going in a better direction. I wish it wasn't so, it feels really slow to be honest, but you know what I love too, is that earlier when you said, you know, when you and Nate were like working on trying to find a a group for y'all, right? Like a support group. You're like, I can't find one. We're starting one, right? Yeah. So maybe like if you're in a church that maybe doesn't have something like this already and that this, this is on your heart, mm-hmm. you know, it may be that it's that that's what God's asking for, you know, you to do is like starting one, you know? Exactly. Or even like, you know, maybe that feels overwhelming starting a whole ministry. Well, just start with your child or a child that you love and know. Like maybe it's your friend's child and say, hey, I would love to be their buddy. And mm-hmm. I would love to sit with this child during their church so the parents can go to church together. That's or, um, you know, I just, it's wild too, because the numbers for special needs families divorce 
is mm. oh, it, I think it's over 50%. I'm not sure what it's at right now, but it was like staggering yeah. um, of the stress and the, you know, all the things. And so, you know, you've got normal marriage stress and then you add the medical and like insurance stress. And then you've got the like learning how to help your child stress. And it's just, it's, it's an undertaking. Um, So the church is super important. And, you know, and if, if you're not, if you're the mom of someone and you're like, okay, my child would do better with a smaller room or more one-on-one, like maybe even just mention to them what might be helpful and see if they'd be willing to help find someone to, to create that. That's great ideas. Well, I am so thankful that you came and you were like, we talked earlier, just being vulnerable enough to share your story and your heart. And I, I know that, you know, God will bring the ears that need to hear this um, and it, it'll be an encouragement, I hope, to those people and to us. I mean, the people who love families that have children with special needs so that we know how to best support. And, um, you know, you gave such good practical advice and things that, you know, people can start doing like right now, you know. Do it. Yeah. And we need I love it. it. Like, it's it's fun when... Um, Others will just like let you be real and let you have like a day where you're not really all with it or it's just rough and you can tell your friend it's been a rough day and mm-hmm. it's okay. Like that you don't yep. have to explain it all, that you can just you have to fix her. it. Yeah. Just know that it's been a rough day here, but I'm here, you know, like yeah. it's, it, and it's, we need that. So it's good. I love it. Well, before we finish, will you pray for all of the moms that are listening? Yeah. God, we just thank you um, so much because you are the God who gives hope and you fill us with joy. And that when we trust you, you will give us peace. Um, God, would you help us to trust you in the things and with the people that we love um, that we don't have peace about the situations that we are are encountering or looking at. God, would you help us to trust you um, and that you would fill us with your peace and your hope and your joy because we trust in you. Um, God, I just thank you for all of the moms listening. God, I thank you that you totally have a plan for um, their family, for their kids, their marriages. God, you are not surprised by what may be unexpected to us. Um, You have a plan. And so God, I pray that you would show your faithfulness in leading our steps and our conversations, Um, lead them to the right people that will help be the support that they need um, for themselves and for their kids. God, that you would help them to speak truth and life, but also to speak up for their kiddos on what they need and how to um, help them to thrive um, and not just survive. God, I thank you so much that um, the kids that you've given us were designed and specifically given by you to us. God, you ordained it. You created it. You put us together. And so God, we ask that you would 
um, help us to trust you and to help lead our kids to do their best. And that God overall, not just the support they need, but that our kids would know you and know that they were designed in your image and created in amazing ways. And God, you have great plans for our kids and using them to reach others in our lives. God, we thank you so much for doing these things and that you are faithful and trustworthy. In Jesus' name.